0: Happy moment, and thank you for joining another Tale and Tune with TJ. As always, our episodes are brought to you directly sponsored by Jameel's Hands. Today, our story is all about B.O.D. B.O.D., and I got a letter from a friend, and they described to me some B.O.D. examples, and they read as follows. Uh, There was a situation where a friend took a toy and the person in the letter wrote, well, I figured maybe they didn't have a toy to play with and they needed mine. Maybe it was a sign that I needed to share more. So I shared my toy with them. There was another letter that came in and said there was a student in line in school and it seemed like there was a foot that came from behind them that wrapped around their ankle and their ankle came from up underneath them and they happened to fall on the ground and the person wrote in the letter that they replied well maybe I was standing a little too close the person who tripped me didn't see my foot stumbling I think they probably just happened into my foot maybe that's what happened so just let it slide there's another example. Another letter I got to says a child was in line and student came up from behind them and got in front of them. And the student wrote, they were hungrier than I was. So apparently they needed to get a closer spot in the line and eat faster. You know, there are reports of people having low blood sugar and low energy levels. And if they don't eat at a certain time, they could, you know, it could be detrimental to their health. So, Basically, that's what the letter was pointing down. There's another letter here about a a student just playing outside, recess. It says, student got pushed down into the mud, and when they looked up, they said, I'm sorry I was in your way. Child thought that they were in someone else's way. Don't know if you've ever been in a classroom setting. I can recall sitting down and teacher asks a specific question and when you know the answer you actually feel kind of happy that you know it and you want to raise your hand don't feel like the spot is on you so much when it's you know multiple students who raise their hand but anyway you know the situation where you raise your hand okay maybe the first time you don't get called upon the second time you raise your hand several people raise their hand you still get called upon third time you raise your hand like i mean come on but you figure Maybe the teacher didn't see me. Maybe the teacher or instructor is trying to put somebody else on the spot because they don't answer very often. So you leave space for them to get their chance to speak. End up putting your hand down. All right. Well, I think someone else deserved to answer that question. Maybe I didn't get all right. Anyway, I'll go back to reading. I don't know if you've been in a situation. I've seen this. Me and my brother heading down to the bus stop. It's like 2 or 3 blocks down the road and suddenly you see the bus pull up. A few students who were standing there get on and then the bus just proceeds to pull off. I've we've run before to catch the bus and sometime the thought come across my mind maybe the bus driver didn't see me surely they didn't see me because if they saw me surely they would have pulled down this street helped me out paused for a moment someone else who rides the bus with us probably would have seen us surely they did maybe they just figured we weren't chasing the bus or of course they couldn't have seen us to have to have missed us like that basically giving them b.o.d I've been on the job. I've been on the job. And working at Hardee's, I've dealt with customers who were unhappy with their order. And so they'd bring it back in and complain about it at the the register and demand a refund or demand for their food to be remade. And I figured at that moment, well, maybe somebody didn't make it right. And then I found out later, no, they made it right. That's why they didn't bring the burger back in or they didn't bring the food back in. Someone ate it. And demanded that the restaurant make more. So they actually got over on the business instead of the situation being made right. Now I just figured, okay, well, maybe they just didn't have enough money to feed everyone at home. So they needed that food more than we needed it in the in the restaurant. You don't realize how much food you actually throw away when you work in restaurants and fast food. You know, after a certain time, you have to throw away a certain amount of those orders if it if it doesn't go off the shelf. So it's good to give it to somebody, right? Ever been on a job and you're told to do something that seems a little out of order? You know, I can understand, okay, maybe production slows down and you get told, okay, it's time to go clean or it's time to go sweep something or it's time to go restack something or go wipe those things down, the equipment or whatever that you use, turn things in, gas up the equipment, whatever. But sometimes you get that unreasonable or uncommon request, you know, to cling underneath something. Or to go on top of the roof and check things that aren't commonly checked. And, you know, the thought comes across my mind to say, well, they picked me because I'm versatile. I'm resilient. I'll take the job. I'll do the job. They know that I'm going to do a great job, whatever it is that I do. So it's not that difficult for me to go and take this one. It's a little uncommon. But, you know, what's the problem with me? you know uh building my repertoire building my rapport of being the go-to guy to do the odd jobs cool i'll do it and uh, i've also been in a situation where i've seen multiple people when it comes time to get a reward you know i've seen people who have actually worked their butt off and done a great job worked with multiple teams um will go the mile. I don't see too many people in the workforce going the extra mile. Like, you know, my mom would teach me, you know, there's times to go the extra mile, but then there's times you really got to, you know, don't give them too much because they'll expect the too much that you give all the time. But I've seen people really, really work hard on the job. And then when it's time for employee appreciation, I see people who get by, get the reward. And the thought comes across my mind, well, They needed it. You know, some people need that boost. Some people need that boost of confidence. You know, some people need that. You know, uh, sometimes being rewarded, you know, draws attention to thing areas of your life where you need to work harder at. You know, when a child washes dishes, you know, you're supposed to tell them sometimes, right, that they did a good job. It'll encourage them to keep washing. Right. Isn't that what you're supposed to do? So I figured, you know, that must be the situation also been on the workforce and i know i've done a podcast about you know workplace and work issues and problems and when you come into work it's common you come into a work environment or a work area whether you got an office or whether you work on the floor doing manufacturing production i worked in logistics the moving industry retail These different places and you come in and the shift before you was supposed to, you know, kind of set you up, especially if you come in and you have to use the same equipment they use or work in the same area that they worked in. You know, they got to recharge, you know, hand devices. If you got a forklift or, you know, equipment like that, you know, make sure that it's not empty or depleted. It's able to the next person's able to come in and immediately get to work instead of using the first five, 10 minutes cleaning. But I've been there multiple times when I've come into work and someone has blocked my area with their trash or the person who I'm relieving has left a mess in my hands and they've maybe they left early. And I can't even I can complain about it to a manager, but I come in and say, all right, well, maybe they were in a rush. Surely someone was in a rush here, you know, and I don't really know who left it. I don't have a camera. I don't know what happened. I can ask around, but. They were probably in a rush and had to get out of here. Sometime you got family emergencies, you get sick. Sometimes, you know, uh, you get sick on the floor and you just got to, you know, you got to get out of there. So, you know, give them the BOD and just ex- believe that, you know, there's a great reason why someone needed to bring this trash from another area and put it in my area. There's got to be a reason why these files are open on the computer when I come in and a reason why. You know, everything is in such disarray when I arrived. There's got to be a reason. I, uh, They were frustrated. It, it's been a lot of work to do. So, yeah, we all have frustrating days. If I clean up for them today, I'm pretty sure that tomorrow they'll see. I always leave them in good shape. They'll see that and realize their error and they won't leave me in this situation again. Give them the BOD. also don't know how many of you all have endured the embarrassing situation of being called to the desk or being called to the manager's office. Um, sometimes when you hear that, I don't know about anybody else, but for me, there's like this rush that goes over me. Uh, immediately, my mind goes back to, oh, crap, what did I do? I start to think, okay, did I make a mistake? Did I leave something undone? Did I uh, Did I not clock in at the right time? Are they tracking my breaks? Did I not... You know, what What mistake did I make, uh, where, why they would have to call me to the desk, Is it, it, what What did I do? Uh, and I start to think back over everything. There's like a cloud over my head, and I get anxiety. Blood starts to rush in, and I, I don't really know what's going to happen next. I just... I've been multiple times when I got called to the desk. I actually, you know, basically cleaned up my area because I figured this is going to be the last time that I'm on the floor. And surely I'm about to get fired. Maybe my last break was a little too long and they're getting tired of my crap. Finally get to the desk and find out I'm getting written up. Uh, They tell me I'm getting written up, but the details are kind of blurry. You know, was, oh, yeah, you know, we got to, you know, you got to do this paperwork. You got to sign here. I'm like, well, I got to sign. put my employee number, you know, it's like a signature saying that you agree that you're getting written up. I said, okay, why? What's going on? And it just seems like, you know, they could really never arrive at an answer. You know, when I describe to them, they're like, hey, well, it could, it's production related. Okay, well, show me what production are we talking about. Well, you know, it's production related. Okay, well, what are y'all doing? How, I need uh, Help me get my production. Well, you know, you got to go off there. You got to try harder. Well, I got bad equipment. Y'all know y'all got bad equipment. Well, you know, you got to find the fast ones. Well, the the veterans, the guy who've been here longer than me, they get here before I can. They get the fast ones before I get to them. So I'm never going to hit production if I keep getting only the old stuff. Is there a way to cycle the, rota- cycle the equipment so everyone can get a chance to get production? You know, just the details are blurry. The training's not there. And I'm just like... Well, you know, I realize managers all have a quota. This is what I say to myself, of course. That's how I can able I'm walk away. Managers all have a quota of how many write ups. Like police officers have so many tickets they gotta give out in a certain pay period, right? Or in a certain time frame. They gotta get so many tickets or so many write ups and I mean I know many of you who are in upper management, you know what I'm talking about. Like I've heard that certain managers, at certain companies can get write-ups if you don't give out enough write-ups. It's like, come on, you know, someone out there is being unsafe. You got to catch them, right? You got to catch enough people to prove that you're doing your job. So I chalk it up to that. That must be what's going on. And I've also been in situations where, and this is something I've only noticed, I guess, in the South. How many of you have been driving? I've been, okay, so working for a moving company or driving a U-Haul truck You're driving down the highway, driving down the road. And because of how many wheels or tires or axles you have, certain vehicles can only drive in the far right lane or maybe if the middle lane, if there's three lanes, but those type of vehicles can never be in the far left lane, especially if there's three lanes. And you're not really supposed to be in the left lane if there's two lanes, unless you're passing someone. Well, I've been in driving those vehicles and some early experiences driving those vehicles. I'm driving down the highway, trying to stay in the right lane. And multiple times down the road, you know how when you're getting on the highway or getting on the on-ramp, you're getting on the on-ramp and it may say 35 miles an hour or 45 miles an hour if there's a sharp turn or a curve or an angle. So you drive slow for the angle of the curve, but then you want to try to speed up because, of course, we all know highway or e-way roadways speed limit is a minimum of what like 55 miles per hour up to like in indiana and uh uh, alabama i am seeing 70 you know 75 miles an hour on the highway well i'm driving down the road in one of these moving vehicles and i'm i'm noticing on the on-ramp a vehicle is coming and if we keep going at this same speed we're going to hit each other we're going to collide so driving a diesel vehicle you take your foot off the pedal a little bit and it causes you to slow down instead of hitting the brakes the, I noticed a vehicle on the on-ramp coming toward me. You know, we're about to meet at this 90-degree angle, and he is starting to slow down. Driving a diesel vehicle at that moment, even a moving van, U-Haul, you can't just put your foot down and go, you know, like, like it's a, you know, it's not a sports vehicle. It takes time to build up speed, especially in these 5 to 10 seconds this vehicle has to merge. Still, the vehicle is slowing down. I put my foot down a little bit just to, okay, let me speed up to get in front of you. This vehicle continues slowing down until they completely stop on the on-ramp. And I go past them. The back of my vehicle almost hits the front of their bumper. That's where they stopped on the on-ramp instead of proceeding to go from 35, 45 miles an hour to 55 to merge onto a highway. And I figure in my head, mm, they're afraid. They're, they must be afraid. They, this has got to be a new driver. It, it, yeah, they got to be a new driver. They, may, maybe they don't understand. They didn't see this is not a construction zone. They could have sped up. May, oh, I, I got it. Maybe they thought I was going to merge over into the left lane and give them this whole lane. And then I have to erase that because, well well, anyway, we'll just say they're inexperienced. They were afraid. Maybe they weren't properly paying attention and i was blocking their ability to merge because of the lane that i stayed in and finally today the last bod i'd like to give is driving down the road and then suddenly everything just slows down to a screeching "Ah!" halt and you're sitting there and you try to look ahead of you and you can't see and you know how you try to you know, like you do when you're watching tv and someone's looking and you lean your head to the side like you're trying to look to you do that in your car like looking over to the side in your car it's going to help you see past the car in front of you hilarious but of course traffic sits there for three five seven thirteen twenty one minutes you're getting tired your butt hurts i've been stuck in traffic driving a stick shift that's manual transmission have my my left foot on the clutch and my right foot ready to hit the gas at any minute but traffic doesn't move you get you know your legs get all caught up like that and you just thinking maybe it was a car crash up there and we can't see it maybe a biker drove in front of traffic it's got to be a dog someone hit a deer i've seen an armadillo turned over down here in georgia And then at some point, you realize, wait a second, I'm giving out too many BODs. And if you ain't figured it out by now, that's the benefit of doubt. I've been raised to give people chances and give them opportunities and leave space and opportunity for their their excuse and whatever that might be. But at some point in your life, you've got to realize sometimes people are just being jerks. You've got to realize the reason why a friend or another person that you know might take your toy is because they're being a jerk. It's because they're being a bully. Someone like that, you give them a chance, you maybe give them another chance, and then you say, hey, no, we're going to share, but you're not going to snatch anything. You're not going to take anything from me. You're in line and someone trip you. You get up and you want to be direct. Hey, you all right? Because you tripped me. Like, what's going on? Are you... Hey, am I in your way or something? They may apologize instead of just standing there and being tripped and being kicked on, not to mention being cut in line. That's one of the most embarrassing and most disrespectful things you can do, especially when there's other people in line waiting on the same thing. And you decide to cut. Nope, what I would do is uh, point another direction, let them look that way and cut right back in front of them. Don't let people get over on you because when you let them get over on you on small things, they'll try to get over on you on big things like pushing you down and thinking stuff like that's okay. Get back up and say, hey man, all right, you got me that time, but let's not play this game, okay? Because you wouldn't like to get pushed down, so let's not push down. Okay. Same thing like being direct about being looked over, especially in the classroom. You're constantly raising your hand because you have the answer. You've built enough confidence and work through your anxiety to actually raise your hand. And the teacher consistently or person consistently looks over you and not respects you that your hand is up. I would stand. I have the answer. I would like to share my answer. And at that moment, you're being clear and direct, even if you're wrong, but that you are willing and you work through your anxiety to stand up and answer the question. When a bus pulls off, shout, yell, run down the street. Don't just pause and walk out of shock. Some I was teaching. I remember teaching one of my children how to drive and there was traffic and she had to get out on that road, make a left turn and make a right turn. And I told her, yeah, traffic's not going to stop, but you got to find a gap and you got to choose. This is my gap. Put your foot down on that gas and make your turn. You know, if you keep sitting there being hesitant, cars are going to keep going. They're not going to stop saying, Oh, look, I think she's learning how to drive. They're not going to give you the BOD. Stop giving them the BOD. As soon as you got a space, get your butt out there in that road. So in life, you got to do the same thing. Just like when customers come back, they're angry about their food. Hey, you can only let so much slide until you can you look for the scam. Some people are scamming. Find the scam. When you're told to do uncommon jobs, you feel uncomfortable. If you feel unsafe, ask your manager or supervisor, whoever it is that's telling you to do that. Hey, can you show me how to do it? I learn better by watching people. You know, I, I got to see the example. I could go into each and every one of these, but the answer is stop letting people get over on you. Get out of yourself. Stop giving people benefit of doubt all the time because they're going to run over you. As soon as you allow them, they're going to run over you. And when they see they can do it, they're going to turn around, And run over you again. So if this moment catches you and you've been pushed over, dealing with your anxiety, your depressions, your sadness, you've been stuck in yourself and you've been doing like me, giving people the BOD. Listen to this podcast again, if you have to. But I think by this point we get it. Stop. And tell them. Stop. Thank you.